Yeah, NBA Strayer, how are you going? How are you going? It's NBA Strayer. It's Thursday, January 13, all day. No fool, and I'm your host, James Clements. I'm a writer sometimes. For whoever wants to pay me that sweet, sweet folding stuff, I'm here in Larry Armour Studios. Jesus, it's pretty warm, I'll tell you that much. Hanging out, giving you the lowdown on all the ins and outs of the NBA season. While repping Strayer a bit, that's what we do, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, I'll tell you what. Lots of stuff going on today. Dame maybe getting some surgery. The Nets, they humiliated the Bulls. Shaq sold his stake in the Kings as they beat the Lakers. And the Ben Simmons saga, just, I don't know. Can we get Adele to step in at this point? It's just getting ridiculous. Anyway, uh, the NBA Australia Midseason Awards are here. We're going to have that in the show. The shittest bloke of the year, the loosest unit. Best bloke to smash some beers and hang with. The bloke you are... Uh, can't trust with your girlfriend. <laughs> as well as, of course, the the nerd ones. MVP, coach, rookie, etc. We've got all nine games covered in the NBA Australia. Gary has got That's Not a Knife, All Mate, No Mate, Spot of the Night, Better Than Lonzo Ball, Yeah, Nazi, I'm by their opinion of the day, and our back take house. We were serving up a flame girl take. There's the uh, Australian play watch. Tell you what, Patty went absolutely ham today. And uh, a quick Kiwi corner. We'll finish up with the diary of Stephen Adams and the NBA Australia game previews and picks. For tomorrow, you little ripper, let's get stuck in. Episode 735 of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Nick K, and you'll listen to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Ah, you better. I mean, if you're uh, someone wanting to buy a stake in the Kings, you wouldn't want to watch out for that shark attack because that's what happened. He sold his stake in the Kings as they beat his former team, the Lakers. Uh, Oh, all due to a new business venture, which is fascinating. Who knows what that could be? I don't know. Maybe some sort of business uh, business venture involving, I don't know, gambling or something? Who knows? We'll find out. Uh, love me some Shaq, though. And it's got, it was always weird that he was like a part owner of the Kings, wasn't it? It's like you associate Shaq kicking the shit out of the Kings, not part owning them. <laughs> and it was such a weird little portion anyway. It's like fucking whatever. Other news! This is how we start off the show every day here in NBA Australia. The Daily Whip Around Dame. Dame time for surgery. Better book him in Uh Basically, turns out we had conflicting reports today that he's already booked in. He's undergoing the knife on Thursday for his uh, abdominal injury. Uh, the final decision on it is basically meant to be happening this week. I'm pretty sure it's already happened. So the weird part is abdominal injury. We were told that basically with the tendinopathy, might not be able to go for the old surgery. It might not make much of a difference compared to just resting it. But it uh, looks like it be out at least... Six to eight weeks. So uh, what's that from the Blazers? Oh, pack her up, boys. Trade everybody. Yeah, there you go. Talk about that later. The Grizzlies. They are legends. I love this. They tweeted out today. Tomorrow at 5 p.m., kids 12 and under can exchange any old opposing player NBA jersey for a new Jar Morant or Jaron Jackson Jr. replica jersey and two tickets to the game. Woo! I love this sort of shit. This is how you get... Kids on board with your team. And that's how you also uh, avoid Jarmorant having to tell kids to fuck off, <laughs> which is what happened basically yesterday. Staring down this young fan who was like half trying to dap him up while wearing a uh, a Warriors jersey. And yeah, Jar's like, to be honest, he was disrespectful with that jersey on. We Memphis. It looked like he wanted to cheer, but he had that jersey on. I apologize to him, but in that moment, bro... Take that jersey off, then dap me up. Somebody find me his information, I'll send him one myself. A, Jar Morant is a fucking legend. B, that's awesome. Good job, Grizzlies, for taking this, spinning it awesomely into, hey, if you and your dumb kid <laughs> in the Memphis area have a fucking jersey, we'll give you two tickets and a new jersey to cement your support for the Grizzlies. That's awesome. Lovely work. Good job, Memphis. Paul George and Kawhi. 
are up next. Uh, Bleacher Report out there going, oh, you know how Paul George was basically like three to four weeks with his elbow? Uh, we've, sources have told us he might not be, he might not even come back this year. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. And uh, they then went on, they basically doubled down on that as well. It's like, oh, yeah, without with uh, with Kai, Kawhi coming back from his ACL, oh, he, he, everyone doesn't reckon he's coming back either. <laughs> it's like, fucking hell. How much is this sky falling in LA? How much do they not want to give Bleacher Report any actual information and Bleacher Report are running this against them? Uh, but anyway, there you go. Consider yourself warned, Paul George may not come back this season. Remember, that's according to Bleacher Report. Make of that what you will. The Joker versus Patty, but the other one, Djokovic. What a dipshit that guy is. Um, basically, eh, Patty Mills, the legend, was asked about the Djokovic situation in Australia, and Patty was asked about if the uh, about it, and he's like, uh, "Should the rules apply to everyone?" He's like, "Yeah, I won an Olympic medal and quarantine in a fucking hotel for two weeks." Patty, you legend. That's correct. You did, and he was double vaxxed. Jesus. Keep telling it like it is, Patty. Love it. If uh, folks got a quarantine, fucking joker, what are you doing? Trez versus KCP. So we mentioned this yesterday, the uh, faux punch-on. We got a little bit of uh, at halftime between Montrez Harrell and the notorious KCP, Contavious Coldwell Pope of the uh, Washington Wizards. Love a good teammate punch-on. Uh, we mentioned this on yesterday's show. The reasoning came out today, uh, apparently Trez was upset with KCP for not passing him the ball and play just before end of the first half, and they started talking shit on the walk to the locker room, and then they took swings at each other with neither connecting, which I always love, oh, fucking wrong, get you! <laughs> and they became entangled, a.k.a. I threw a couple punches, and then we just sort of, like, started wrestling. Uh, teammates separated them, nothing came of it. They won the game. Nice. And the other bit of news, Ben Simmons, oh, God. It's the fuckiest, dumbest fucking story that has actually, like, no new information day in, day out, apart from a bunch of fucking talking heads pontificating. And uh, today's round <laughs> was the clutch on the Sixers brass, a.k.a. Rich Paul, and uh, he met with the Sixers, Daryl Morey and Elton Brand, to discuss the status of their stalemate. And uh, turns out, unchained, unchanged. Simmons is uh, no close to playing this season. Sixers still want to bring back a significant player in a trade. And yeah, Simmons is still mentally uh, not ready to play for the Sixers. Sure. <laughs> I mean, fucking hell. At this point, you're just taking the piss, aren't you? I just don't want to get booed, man. I passed up a dunk and everyone's shitting on me. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Uh, and it turns out, the other sort of on top of this reporting, uh, some NBA teams reckon that the price from the Sixers is actually going up. Rather than declining for Ben Simmons, which is just very funny. <laughs> that could just be groundwork by Moray and co to uh, make sure that Sixers fans are uh, the inevitable disappointments. Like, well, they did ask the world, but we got Tyrese Halliburton. You know, you make it that what you will as well. Whatever. There was pictures of Ben and Maya Jama, his new uh, fiancé, out and about getting coffee. Radical. Right, let's do some game raps before we do the rest of the show. Game raps, game raps, game raps, game raps, game raps, game raps. Boston, they kicked the shit out of Indy, 119-100. Tatum and Brown played well at the same time, and Boston won easily. Who would have thunk it? Not me. The weirdest part is, like, the most... Their inconsistency is the most consistent thing about the Celtics, right? Great first quarter, horrible second quarter, great third quarter, they ran away with it. It's pretty weird. Like, they seriously smashed the first quarter, up 10, only managed 19 points in the second quarter... Looks a bit wobbly. Then they dropped 33 in the third quarter, rode it up to the end. Like, they're up 14, 15 for basically the rest of the game. So, Pacers, they lost Malcolm Brogdon, El Presidente, and uh, he had a sore Achilles, which is, you know, not a fucking chance that. So, not much of a chance there. The Pacers, 7 of 36 from 3 as well, they shot. Suvlaki King, Demata Sabonis had 17, 6 and 6. Carrots, my sweet baby. Karis Levert, 6 of 9. Nice. Uh, 16 points as well. Uh, Miles Turner. 18 points. He did go 0 of 5 from 3. I mean, yeesh. That is, uh, I would say pretty brutal. And I'm not convinced he actually went for 18. I think I might have a bit of a typo there. What do you reckon? Was it 8? I think it was 8. Let's have a look. I like that my computer is deciding to uh, shit itself at the moment as well, which is, uh, I don't know. I'll flag it. Problematic, yeah. I mean... Oh, he had 18 points. 
He went 8 of 14 and still went 0 of 5 from downtown. Good job, Miles Turner. Uh, the best part was Lance Lance make him dance. Still there on the paces. What did he do today? Oh, he only went. That's right. He went 3 of 11. Oh, you got to love it, don't you? I certainly do. Uh, pretty weird. 0 of 4 from downtown for Lance. He had 6.6 assists. Anyway, the Celtics, Jalen Brown had 34. Goes 7-11 from downtown. You'll love that. 11 of 19 from the floor. 11 of 19 for Jason Tatum as well. 33-7-4 for him. 4 of 9 from downtown. Two blocks, two steals. That was awesome. And Dennis Schroeder, I am German Rondo, had 23 points. 4 of 5 from downtown. Turns out, as a starter, Dennis Schroeder is awesome. And as a bench dude, he stinks. So he's shooting 48% from the floor as a starter versus 35% off the bench. That is crazy. And what's that? 89 points between the three of them and uh, what? 8-4-4 four, and four for Al Horford. A couple of points for Time Lord. Nine rebounds. Off they go. Good good Celtics win, I guess. 21-21 now the Celtics. 15-27 for the Pacers. Indy! Oh, I called this one yesterday. 98-109. Uh, losers against Charlotte at home. Uh, I talked about yesterday. If the Philly perimeter D slips a little bit, Charlotte will kick the fuck out of them. That's exactly what happened. Um... It was weird. The Sixers sort of tried to combat that by going big with Embiid and Andre Drummond out there for a bunch of uh, long stretches together. Kind of kept him in touch, but they could... I mean, they were still getting fucking burnt on the outside anyway. So, yeah. The D was killing them on the outside. They just couldn't do shit. So, Philly have games like this. And uh, Charlotte also have games like that as well, right? Where they where it all sort of clicks and shots drop and they look a million bucks. Like, Hayward looked like a fucking all-star today out of nowhere. And everyone looked good. Everybody was hitting shots. It was great. Now, moving the ball and the Sixers with Maxi, Seth Curry, Matty T, Danny Green, George Niang, not giving him much. Yeah, you're going to lose that one. Like, Embiid was still awesome. Like, the crazy part is the Sixers still got out-rebounded. The Hornets are out there playing Miles fucking Plum, uh, Mason Plumley as their center. Miles Plumley would be even more of a problem. Uh, Embiid, another 30-plus point game for him, 31-6-3. Meanwhile, Ben Simmons is fucking around with his fiancée, just doing nothing. Oh, man, I just don't want to get booed. Seven turnovers for Embiid, though. Tobias Harris, the never-nude, 17-8-5 for him. Maxi had 10 points on 13 shots. Seth Curry could only manage 10 as well. Uh, 14 for Cork, Maz, but, yeah, nothing else going for the Sixers. Hornets, they shot almost 52%. Talk about that, uh, that perimeter defense there for the Sixers. Bit sketchy. Uh, 37-4 for Gordy Haywood. Unbelievable. Three steals as well. 13-16 from the floor. 4-4 of four from downtown. 21-8-2 for Miles Bridges. 22 for Raul Jai. Uh, he played a good game. He was really good. Lamello, look, shot 5-16. of 0-8 of from three, but he did have 13.7 rebounds, 8 assists. Cody Martin had 11 off the bench as well. Either way, Charlotte, 23-19. Philly, 23-17. Their uh, win streak comes to an end. You get that on the big jobs, though. And uh, kind of half-predicted it yesterday. Orlando predicted this one, too. 106, they lose in Washington, 112. The Wiz came out like the Clappers, up 17 after one quarter, and then just cruised to the win. They had to scramble a little bit late. The Magic men got it down to five, but they hold on. So all the starters for the Magic got in double figures. Cole Anthony, ask Cole! Nearly got a triple. This was the story of the day. Almost triple doubles. They were everywhere. Darius Garland got one. A whole bunch of other folks just missed out. Cole Anthony, 19 points, 11 rebounds, 9 assists. Oh, brutal. 16-11 for Robin Lopez. Uh, old fucking sideshow Bob himself. Franz Wagner had 14-6-10. He did shoot 6-16, of 16, though. Gary, Har- Gary Harris had 14. Tumor Kiki with 10. T-Rolls tucked in 17. But, yeah, remember, Orlando stink. The Wiz, they were pretty good. Kuzma, one assist off a triple-double as well. Told ya, Cole Anthony. He goes, he's 19-11-9. Kuzma goes 19-10-9. Misses out on a triple-double. Brutal scene. 17-4 for Dinwiddie. 16-8 for Montrez. Rahul Neto had 15 as well. And KCP, now three threes. He had 12-10-4. That's three straight for the Wiz now. And uh, Orlando lost 10 straight, so that's not good. No. 7-35 of the Magic. 22-20 and 20 are the Wiz. Over 500. Feeling good. Miami kicked the shit out of Atlanta. 115-91. Uh, the Hawks suck, and they hate each other. Just watch a Hawks game. Boy, do they not enjoy playing with each other. John Collins is like, I fucking hate Trey Young. He's a dickhead. Grow some hair, you know, basically. And the weird thing is, like, Atlanta are in control of this game early at home, and then the Heat just kicked the shit out of them in the second quarter and never looked back. 
the craziest part is the heat. They were starting Big Buddha Carl Lowry, who's old as shit, old ass PJ Tucker, Caleb Martin, Max Struess, and fucking Omer Yurtseven as their center. A rookie, undrafted rookie. What the fuck? And Atlanta lost this game. It's incredible. And that's the hassle with the Hawks, right? Like, to be ba- that bad on D because you hate each other, it means you can't fight back in some of these games, especially if you're playing a team like the Heat who are very well coached and have dudes like Struess and Gabe Vincent who will just out of nowhere just keep knocking in threes. And, of course, Tyler Hero going fucking off like a frog in a fucking sock off the bench. It was incredible. So the Hawks, they just stunk. 4-15 for Trey Young for 15 points. He had five assists but four turnovers. 16 and 11 for John Collins. 15 for Bogdan. Oh, Bogdan, he went. Well, wait for it. What did he do? Oh, he went. Woo! 3 of 11 from downtown for Bogdan. Of course he did. Good on you, Bogdan. Bogdan Bogdanovich. Anyway, DeAndre Hunter, he came back from the uh, busted wrist, I think he had. 15 points, 4 of 11 shooting the gorish. Uh, Kevin fucking Huerta went 2 of 9 for his 7 points. Gallo had 7 points. Just brutal scenes for the Hawks, right? Uh, the Heat, they went 16 of 45 from downtown. Big Budokar Larry, you'd think, basically is the only sort of usual... St- well, PJ Tucker as well, I guess. But 8.6 rebounds, 5 assists. <laughs> and they still won. There goes my hero, Tyler Hero. 21, 9, and 11. Just misses his triple-double. You hate to see it. Oh, you hate to see it. The best part is, it was all because of Omer Yurtseven, who basically stole a rebound from him and then got benched because of it. <laughs> Caleb Martin, 18 points, 10 rebounds. Duncan, I'd like to have a beer with Duncan. Robinson, 14 points, goes 3 of 10 from downtown. Gabe Vincent, 4 of 7 from downtown for his 14 points. Struce goes 3 of 6 from 3. They smashed it. He ends up with 11. The Atlanta Hawks have not won a game at home since November 22. I can imagine that all their fans who were going out of their minds uh, during the Eastern Conference Finals run last year must all be just beside themselves with worry. Oh, no, that's right. No one gives a fuck about the Hawks in Atlanta. There you go, 17 and 23. Miami, 26 and 15. One of the most under-the-radar, overachieving teams this year. It is unreal. The Knicks, they kicked the shit out of Dallas uh, at MSG. What a fucking solid outing for the Knicks. 108-85. The Knicks starters all look hella sharp. They're in double figures, I think, four or five of them in the first half. Mitch, The other Mitch Robinson was dunking everything. And then, boom, 14-1 run to start off the third quarter. Just blows the doors off this one. The Knicks are up 20, and the Mavs just couldn't do anything about it. Their offense was completely off. It was strange as hell. No one could get anything cooking. Like, Luka was off. No one else even threatened. Bang. They got shit pumped in the garden. Jesus. Reminds me a couple of... uh... (laughs) High school parties. Anyway, uh, the Mavs, 21-11-5 for Luka, but with five assists and five turnovers, not ideal. Eight of 23 shooting, one of nine from three. Brunson, 14. Hardaway off the bench, one of seven from three for his 13. Only three plays in double figures. The Mavs were shit. The Knicks, though, first regulation game this season where all five Knicks starters scored in double digits. You love to see that. RJ Barrett is tearing it up. He was awesome. Back-to-back 30-plus point games for him. 32 today, seven rebounds. He was awesome. Randall got a standing ovation because he actually tried in this one. 17 points, 12 rebounds, 8 assists, almost a triple-double. 19 and 10 for the other Mitch Robinson with two blocks. Evan, don't Google me, Fournier, 13 and 5. Burks had 10, 8 and 6. The crazy part was, even Emmanuel quickly, he was uh, struggling shooting-wise. He goes 1 of 7 and he was in foul trouble. But uh, Hugh Grimes was huge off the bench. Three threes, each one of them went giant fuck you to the Mavs. Big 9 points for him. Dallas, now 22 and 19. The Knickerbockers, though, 21 and 21. And after this fucking weird year where it's all been topsy-turvy and shitty, the Knicks have won seven of their last ten. They've got a top five defense since the 15th of December, and they've got the same record at this point as they did last year. So I think uh, rumors of their demise might have been over uh, overreported. What do you reckon? San Antonio lost a heartbreaker to Houston, 128-124, because, I don't know, man, without Derek White, apparently they're bad. Which is, it certainly shouldn't mean as much as it does. But here we are. Like, Houston got off to a flyer. Spurs reeled it back in. They're up nine by in the third quarter. Looked like the Spurs had roll. Nope. Eric Gordon just goes fucking ham. And they smashed him in the fourth quarter and ran away with it. Like, the Spurs made a late run. They got it down to four with less than a minute to go. But it wasn't enough. Like, 
A couple of dumb turnovers, a couple of missed shit. I mean, Eric Gordon got his own free throw missed rebound, and that basically sealed the game. So, uh, yeah, not helped by uh, Rock'em, Sock'em, Block'em, Jock'em, Landale. He came back, didn't have a great one. We'll talk about that player in the Australian Player Watch. DeJounte, though, he got a triple-double. 32, 10, and 11. He was awesome. Bring your mum's best mates, Forbes. She had 20. Uh, he had 21. <laughs> Kelton Johnson, 18 and 5 off the bench. But the problem is with the Spurs, you've seen the drop-off of Lonnie Walker and Devin Vassell of late. 3 of 10 for Devs. And Lonnie Walker. Oh, no, here we go. Not again. Lonnie Walker goes. What was it? Oh, jeez, bro. Yeah, that's right. He went 3 of 11. So, <laughs> God. <laughs> Lonnie Walker. But that's the problem. If your wings, your young wings like Vassell and Walker for the Spurs just can't hit a fucking shot, makes you uh, – and they haven't been able to hit a shot for the last couple of weeks. So, a bit, bit of a rough run. Uh, the Rockets. Eric Gordon at 31. He was awesome. 6 of 7 from downtown. 9 of 19 overall. Christian Wood, what ScoMo's got for giving fucking long rambling press conferences about nothing. 23 and 11. KPJ, 18 points. He was awesome. 13, 6, and 7 for Jay Sean Tate. Goes 6 of 6 from the floor. And Jalen Green, 14 points, 8 rebounds. 4 of 14 shooting, though. 0 of 6 from the 3. Yeah, I don't think he's winning Rookie of the Year. Anyway, Spurs, 15 and 26. Crazily, the Rockets are only three games behind them. 12 and 31. Unbelievable. Cleveland! Cleveland! Kicked the shit out of Utah. What? 111-91. No centers, no size. Jingling Joe Ingles got into a fight with Jared Allen and got tossed as well after he uh, started arguing with a ref later. But the Jazz just got fucking smoked by the Cavs. Like, there was a 16-8 run at the end of the first half to get it back to six. And then Lamar Stevens, that's right, Lamar Stevens for the Cavs scores 13 straight points, ties his career of 17, goes on to have, what, 23? Boom, the Cavs are up 20. The Jazz, like, they're missing... Most of their roster. <laughs> but they still have Donnie Mitchell. They've still got Bojan. They've still got Conley. They've still got Clarkson. And they're getting fucking roughed up by Cleveland. I understand that the uh, Jazz didn't have anyone with size. So Jingles might have been the uh, tallest one out there. Royce O'Neal was basically out there starting as a center. But wow. And I mean, the Cavs do have like three seven-footers. Essentially, and Larry, that's a guy's name, Mark, and Evan Mobley and Jared Allen. But damn. It was pretty crazy. It really was. It was bizarre. Royce O'Neal is essentially their center. Uh, they brought in Pascal off the bench, but wow. Jingles is essentially the center. Anyway, uh, Darius Garland ends up with a triple-double. Donnie Mitchell goes for 17 points on 16 shots. Bojan, 9 points on 3 of 14 shooting. Jesus. Conley, 12 points, 1 assist. 22 for Clarkson at least, but yeah, 18 and 7 for Pascal. Nothing going for the Yaz. Uh, but Cavs, all their starters are in double figures. 11, 15, and 10 for... Darius Rucker, Judy Garland, triple-double, 11-15 and, and 10. What a game. Oh, no, Darius, what did you do? Did you go? Oh, he did it. He went, what did he shoot? What did he shoot? Chill. Oh, yeah, 3-11. <laughs> Good job. On you, Darius. 20-6 and six for Larry. That's a girl's name, marketing. Lamar Stevens, a career-high, 23 points. Congrats to him. 12-7 and 10 for Jarrett. Go the throw, Ellen. Mobley ends up with almost a triple double, 15, 10, and 7. K loves 16 and 17 off the uh, 16 and 7 off the bench. I do love that the entire vibe of like uh Kevin Love has kind of essentially turned into, oh, we don't need to trade him. He's being bloody good for us, and we're like a playoff team. So here we go. The Yaz, they're 28 and 14 now. Uh the dyslexics favorite, they're 24 and 18, are the Cavs. <laughs> there you go. Brooklyn kicked the shit out of Chicago, 138, uh, 112. Wasn't even that close. This was a really fun game. It was 71 71. And then it wasn't. <laughs> Holy shit. Patty Mills going absolutely ham. A 15 4 run by the Nets. And you're like, oh, geez. This is getting a bit out of hand. And then it was like a 32 8 run. And then it was a 42 8 run. And it was like 113 to 79. And you're like, what the? What just happened? What just happened? The Nets just stopped turning the ball over, picked up a bunch of Chicago turnovers, and also the Nets just didn't miss for like an entire quarter and a bit. It was insane. It was absolutely 71-71, and then it was 
1,679. I think it might have even been 1,1679. I stopped taking notes because this was done. Unbelievable. 17 turnovers for the Bulls. 22 for Zachy Cakes, Adam Levine. Vooch had 14 and 5, but nothing else going. 19 for DeRozan. He was a minus 24. Lonzo, 9, 7 and 7, but they just couldn't keep up. This was crazy. The Nets, they go 17 and 32 from downtown. KD has 27 points and 9 assists in 30 minutes. He shot 7 of 10 and 3 of 4 from 3. This might have been the uh, canary in the coal mine of the old Nets going, oh, yeah, Chicago don't have anyone who can guard Kevin Durant, do they? Huh. Maybe when Patch Williams and Caruso come back, they can patch something together, but wow, not in this one. Harden had 25 points and 16 assists. It was good to see him firing up. Seven rebounds as well. Five of eight from downtown. That's big for the Nets. If they get Harden rolling as well, off they go. Kyrie had nine points on 10 shots, but Patty fucking thrills. He was just like a, uh, kept them afloat at times and then laid in the boot. 21 points, 7 of 10 from the floor, 6 of 8 from 3. Dayron Sharp, the rookie, had 20 and 7. Blake was handy. Kessler Edwards, I love his hustle. Uh, Chicago now dropped to 27 and 12. Brooklyn, 26 and 14. Their first win over one of the top eight teams so far this season. That's huge. Finally, Sacramento beat the Lakers. 125-116. 14-2 run at the start of the second by the Lakers. Boom, they're up 12. They're running, feeling good about stuff. The Kings fought back, though. And then, bang, the third quarter. They kicked the shit out of the Lakers, in it? And then, got up big. Then the Lakers decided to run them down a bit. Thanks to Austin Reeves turning into, like, I don't know, super white Steph Curry. Uh, they got it down to six. Then they got it down to four. When uh, Malik Monk hit a shot after LeBron blocked bags. Boom, two-point game. And then Diazza gets one to go, and then, of course, cometh the hour, cometh the hero, Rusty Westbrook. Brick! His fifth three of the night. 0 of 5, he ends up down downtown. That was the fifth one, and that was the uh, nail in the coffin as Chemezi Metu goes back up the other way and nails a three. Game over. So Rusty, Ariza, Avery Bradley gave him a fuck all. Like, Monk hits six threes, and they don't win this. Reeves was trying to save the game. Like, the Kings were too good for the Lakers. That's hilarious. LeBron's out there dropping a million points. He had 34-7-6. And, six. and uh, yeah, this did not go well. Malik Monk, 22. Rusty, 8 points on 2 of 14 shooting. Austin Reeves ends up with 19, which is unbelievable. 4 of 7 from downtown for him. De'Aaron Fox, 29-4-4. Four and four and, uh, Not a bad game. Like, he was just attacking the bucket. And tell you what, the Lakers without AD... LeBron's still playing at center. Maybe it's uh, got a bit of a shelf life. Harrison Barnes, 23-7. and seven. Halliburton, 14 points, 10 assists. 16-9 and nine for Marvin Bagley. What? Chemezi Madu ends up with 14-7-4. Buddy Heel, 10 off the bench. Tell you what, the Lakers are now 10-9 and nine when LeBron scores at least 30. And I think he's uh, at 11 of the last 12 go uh, over 30. But they're 21-21. and 21. The Kings are 17-27. and 27. What a world! What a win! Good job, Kangs! Let's do an NBA Australia pre-performance of the night then, shall we? <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. Uh, look, I really, really enjoyed the Tatum and Brown combo today. They really just completely dismantled the paces. 33 for Tatum, 34 for Brown. Uh, so Tatum ends up with 33-7-4, Brown 34-5-3. They shot the shit out of it. And it's like, I love Celtics Twitter because it's like, oh, see, they do get along. They don't hate each other. It's like, yeah, cool. Let's just see this every game then. Uh, I do love the victory lap that Celtics Twitter takes. It's like, oh, and it's like, you know, a picture of Brown and Tatum chatting and smiling or a video of them like, you know, hugging it out. It's like, oh, but I thought they hated each other. It's like, I don't think that's got much to do with it. I just want to see them consistently do this. <laughs> That's all. But it was really good today. They fucking dismantled the paces. Uh, but I really wanted to throw in RJ Barrett here as well. 32 points, 7 rebounds, 2 assists. He goes 13-22 to 22 from the floor, 4 of 7 from 3. And Gordy Hayward played out of his ass today. Holy moly. That was a big, 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 big game for Gordy. 30 points, 7 assists, 4 rebounds, 3 steals. He shot 13 of 16 from the floor. That's unbelievable. 4 of 4 from downtown. And when he's on, uh, makes up for the fact that Lamelo couldn't hit anything. That was awesome. And Darius Rucker, Judy Garland getting a triple-double. Obviously, Tyler Hero almost triple-double. Uh, DeJunte Murray with the triple-dubs. Look, a lot of good ones. But Brown Tatum and RJ Barrett, I really, really enjoyed those games. They were awesome. And LeBron even in, like, the losing effort. Pretty crazy. KD with the 27 and 9 in 30 minutes. Ugh, unbelievable. Anyway, let's get to spuds of the night. 
Spud, 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 Spud of the night. Both uh, Luca and Trey threw up some spuds tonight. Four of 15 for Trey Young, one of six from three. Six of 23 for Luca, one of nine from downtown against the Knicks. Absolutely brutal. And of course, Rusty. Rusty Westbrook in his last three games has gone four of 14, two of 12, two of 14. Uh, that's a 20% shooting percentage. I don't think that's very good. Have you heard? Have you checked? I don't think it's very good. Yeah, it's not very good. Eight points, two of 14 shooting, 0 of 5 from downtown. The problem was the Rusty three, and just, you're like, what are you doing? Rusty, you've not hit one all night. No one thinks that's going to change right now. Clank, off you go. So there's a star-laden spot of the night for you. What about old mate, new mates? Old mate, no mates. 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 Who's got no mates today? Omer Yurtsevin. Ah, the bloody little rookie centre for Miami. How do you go out and steal Tyler Hero's triple-double rebound? He got benched for it as well. Like, oh my God, they benched him so he'd stop stealing rebounds from Hero trying to get his goddamn triple-double. That is going to be a very tough uh, bus ride home. <laughs> I mean, holy shit. They were in Atlanta, so I don't know. They're going to go to the hotel. They're going to go to the airport. Omar, I reckon you're sitting up the front of the bus and Tyler Hero is just fucking fuming up the back and th- contemplating throwing his fucking bottle at your head. <laughs> That's a definite... Old, like, the fact that your coach goes, Omar! Stop stealing his fucking rebound. Oh, God, i got to bench him. That's some definite old mate no mates. Pantsing of the night. Miles Bridges smashed on Andre Drummond. It, the coolest part about this was it came after Embiid blocked Miles Bridges and fell on the ground looking for a call. And Bridges stayed on the ball, stayed upright rather than falling over Joel Embiid. And uh, then just decided to fucking send Andre Drummond back to the Stone Age. Holy shit, put him in the ground. Uh, DeAndre fucking Hannah. Welcome back, DeAndre. He got got from behind by Tyler Hero, uh, which is usually something only Instagram models from Miami say. <laughs> but holy shit. Uh, yeah, he did not see that coming. That's what she said. And uh, boom, Tyler Hero got him. Austin Reeves also got snapped in half by Davion Mitchell. And Davion Mitchell got the last laugh because they won. So Austin Reeves... What are you doing? Better get the duct tape out. Better than Lonzo Ball. What do you reckon? Who is this? Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you don't get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros. Now I can be average. We're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Oh, it's got to be DeJunte Murray. That's right. Look, Lonzo, he had the, what, 9, 7, and 7 today. But DeJunte Murray was absolutely bloody unstoppable. Uh, with the triple-double, this is the problem. Like, he's very, very good. We all understand that. But the fact is, like, the Spurs not being able to win a game without Derek White is weird as hell. But anyway, 32, 10, and 11. Look, DeJunte Murray is most improved player of the year. It's right there. 32, 10, and 11. He's the first Spurs player to have a 30, 10, and 10 since David Robinson in 1994. How's that? 30, 10, and 10. No Spurs done it since 94. That's incredible. So, DeJounte Murray today, very easily, better than Lonzo Ball. Uh, let's do some Yenaz right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And 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 you're listening to NBA Australia. you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, let's do some year now. They're brought to you by the DailyLiquor.com from East Night Brewing. If you're in Melbourne, I'll tell you what, it's hotter and hell. Oh, boy. Hotter than a bartender's armpit. Uh, either way, you're in Melbourne. It's party time. It's warm. But there's a lot of that Omicron out there. So don't go get the cocoa. Stay home. Be safe. Bring the bottle to you. So the Daily Liquor, the online bottle can sort that out for you. They'll bring it to you. Rona free. Off you go. Check it out. The beers, wines, and cocktails. Everything you need. All their Ripper Booze specials. All the party packs are awesome. Go check it out. TheDailyLiquor.com right now. And if you're banging the code Strayer, 
you'll get a free six-pack of the DOS Blockos XPA. How good is that? So this is from the Melbourne metro area. You get same-day delivery if you order before noon, so go check it out. They're awesome. We love them. Go support those who support us. Right, yeah, Nas, does Dame getting surgery make it easier for the Blazers to trade? Fucking everybody. Yeah, nah, yes. And they should. Yes. Tank as hard as he can. Yes. Because I think Dame will... I mean, two months without Dame. No CJ at the moment as well. Nurk, whatever. Covington, whatever. Play the kids. Fucking blow it up for this year. Bring back Dame next year. See how he goes. Trade him next year if you need to. Uh, when when you've got a new GM who can make those big altering decisions. But, I mean, you got to see what you've got in Little and Simons and Co. And it does make it a lot easier. Like, this feels like a very much like a much easier decision. You go, oh, well, Dave's getting surgery. I guess we better trade CJ and Nurk and see what we can get for him. And I think that's what a interim GM can get away with as long as, like, management's... Well, as long as ownership is okay with it, right? So, there you go. I reckon it's uh, pack rub time for the Blazers. It's got to be. We're halfway through. Come on. Jez Oz. He goes, oh, he's smooth nuts. Thanks to your uh, ongoing partnership with Manscaped. Yeah, well played. Uh, the return of Lance Lance make him dance to Indy with moderate success just shows that the Celtics are cursed by the trading of IT and should sign the fourth quarter specialist for the rest of the season just to restore karma. Yeah, nah, fuck yes. Look, I've said this before. I'll say it again. The only way the Celtics can be karmically restored in a cosmic level and undo the very fucking worst of Danny Ainge's spitting in the face of God is to re-sign the little guy, Isaiah Thomas, the king of the fourth, and, despite his neck injury, sign Aaron Banger's Baines after Ainge fucked him and said, oh, well, sign for less and we're not going to trade. You can stay here. And then, boom, he signed for less and then Ainge fucked him and traded him. So... There you go, Brad Stevens. The only way to restore your karma is Isaiah Thomas. Even if it's a hardship exception, I don't fucking care. Bring him in. Sort him out and just get bangers on the payroll. Boom. Off you go. That's how you fix it. That's a good one, Jez. I always, always love the fact that the uh, everything has gone wrong for the Celtics since they fucked Isaiah Thomas and bangers. So there you go. Jez also had another one the other day. The best trade LeBron can make right now is to trade himself away from the shit show in LA, especially if they can't get rid of Russ. Yeah, nah, look, I do love this concept because we know that the GM, LeBron, is out there bringing in Russ, and now he's like, oh, I've made a horrible mistake. So what does he do? It doesn't seem like he can trade Russ to anybody. If I'm LeBron, it's like, ah, oh, shit, yeah, uh... Oh, my hammy's a bit sore. <laughs> like, what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? Oh, my God. Uh, the best trade would be to make is to trade himself to, I don't know, Philly. He can play with Embiid. That'd be kind of fun. What do you reckon? Ben Simmons and uh, Tobias Harris for uh, LeBron and Rusty. Let's do it. <laughs> that way, clutch get their man Ben Simmons in LA. Woo! Anyway, uh, but yeah, I think I just can't see them getting rid of Russell. Like, there's just no way he can land. It's really tricky. So LeBron going, right, fuck it. I want to go play for the Knicks. I want to go play for Cleveland. I want to go play for Philly. Let's do it. I mean, it'd be hilarious. And definitely the best one. Right. Uh, Dan Drosher. Yeah, now the Knicks can salvage this season by revolving their offense around RJ and not Randall. Late run for most improved, question mark. Yeah, nah. Yeah, look. I said this on yesterday's show, right? Like, if RJ can actually keep this up, and he's been really good the last two, three weeks, thing is, RJ Barrett has given us, like, these little runs before, right? Where you're like, oh, he's turned the corner, and then he just slowly peters out and turns back into the old RJ Barrett. Thing is, like, this can save the Knicks season if RJ Barrett is actually as good as he's been playing the last couple of uh, games, couple of weeks. And if Randall can fit in next to that, then, yeah, they can salvage the season and still get a bit antsy and still get a bit fighty. And you kind of love it. As long as their defense stays up to scratch as well, like it has for the last almost a month, they can do a lot of things. So, yeah, I don't mind a bit of RJ Barrett. Like, I just love RJ Barrett as a player. I think he's awesome. He's sort of got a little bit of everything. And I love that about my wing players, who can also sort of double his point guards at a pinch. It's awesome. So give me some more RJ. Maybe uh, let Randall just fucking chill out for a second. Relax. Gather himself. Run it through RJ and off you go. That's a good one, Dan. 
And then uh, the last one, I love this one. So are the Clippers stealth tanking if Paul George and Kawhi don't come back? Yeah, nah, nah. Because they don't have their draft pick this year. <laughs> That's why I love that Bleacher Report thing. It's like, oh, well, if Paul George doesn't come back, don't expect Kawhi to come back. It's like, obviously, but none of it matters because they don't have their draft pick. So it's not like they're going to fucking tank. It's insane. Uh, but it's weird. Like, when it comes to an elbow injury, the fact that this even sort of came out, you're like, look, if it is a bit longer than anticipated, it's a bit worrying, but unless it needs, like, surgery or something, fucking hell, like, you wouldn't expect it to be season-ending, would you? Yeah, tough. Right, let's do the uh, NBA Australia Mid-Season Awards as the unpopular opinions of the day. Now look at me, please. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. All right, the NBA Australia Mid-Season Awards. Let's do it. All right, should we start with the nerd ones or the uh, the NBA Australia Awards? NBA Australia Awards, all right, the bloke you can rely on the most so far this season, Kevin Durant. That dude just fucking cares about basketball, doesn't he? He easily wins bloke you can rely on the most. It's the Reflex Award. You can rely on him every time. I think that's been the most fun part of this Kevin Durant season, right? Like the fact that he very, very, very clearly cares an absolute fuckload about basketball and playing it. Like, there's ample opportunity to do what James Harden did and just go, ah, oh, I don't want to go to Portland, fuck it. I'm going to stay here rehabbing the Rippers and meet you guys in Chicago. And KD's like, nah, fuck that. I'm going to go to Portland. I'm going to kick some ass, take some names. I'm going to win the scoring title. Fuck all y'all. And you're like, yeah, that's fucking cool. Good job, Kevin Durant. Easily the bloke you can rely on the most. Shittest bloke of the year so far. This is a tie between two number one picks from Melbourne. Pretty easy ones. Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving. Just a couple of shit blokes who uh, have thrown their teammates under the bus, acting like fucking divas, having a sook, having a whinge, don't want to support those who are out there trying to help them. Ben Simmons, Kyrie Irving, the shittest blokes of the year so far. The biggest sooky la-la of the year, a.k.a. the biggest whinger, Trey Young, runs away with it. Oh, they've changed the rules and now I can't score. Oh, it's not even the playoffs. How do you expect me to focus? Oh, I don't get any calls. Shut up, dickhead. Trey Young fucking sooks like nobody else. Make some more excuses. My Lord, how about you play some fucking... There's an amazing clip at the moment of just Trey Young just not doing anything on D and getting burnt time and time again to the point where oppositions are just going, hang on, if we just like put Trey Young in some shit, he's going to get confused, get lost, and we'll get a fucking open shot. And it happens time and time again. And he's the one like, oh, yeah, it's pretty hard to focus when it's not the playoffs. Mate, you're going to miss the fucking playoffs at this rate. What are you doing? Uh, runners up here, LeBron Jones and Devin Booker. Uh... Devin Booker, just like, oh, can someone get me to that mascot? He's putting me off. Just don't double-team him. And LeBron, I mean, he's always just like, you know, having a bit of a sook. Uh, most likely to chat up your girlfriend at the bar. The winner of this so far is Luka Doncic. Because he very clearly just like, yes, hello. Yeah, I like to drink beers. Do you like to drink beers? Yes, how good are beers? <laughs> like you can tell, Luca. I mean, I'm not one to talk. <laughs> Old fat boy Jimmy over here. Uh, but Alex Caruso comes in second and Lamello with his fucking uh, Dick Tracy villain car and his fucky ass-eating grin. I don't know, man. But Luca, Alex Caruso and Lamello, easily. The most three likely blokes to chat up your girlfriend at the bar. The loosest unit of the year so far. Lance, Lance, make him dance. God damn, it's good to have him back. Today he's just causing havoc against the Celtics. Ah, Julius Randle also comes in there just because he's like, out there thumbs downing his own fucking, like, fans. Good job, Julius. That's going to end up well in New York. James Harden and uh, is also the third one because you can't stay that out of shape for this long of a season without being a pretty loose unit. <laughs> I mean, holy shit. And then finally, of the NBA Australia Awards, the best smash some beers and hang bloke of the season, number one, Paddy Mills. Number two, Matisse Thibel. <laughs> number three, Jingling Joe Ingles. Uh, number four, Ja Morant. I think he's just, he's electric. I love him. And number five, Ice Cole Anthony. Every time Cole Anthony talks on camera, I love it. I'm on board. 
The craziest part is his dad, Greg Anthony, is fucking just devoid of any fucking skerrick. Skerrick of personality or charisma. Ice Cole, he's full of it. It's amazing. So he comes at number five. Uh, but Matisse, Patty, Jingles, the speaks for themselves. Rock'em, Sock'em, Block'em, Landau could probably jump in there too. But all right, the NBA Australia Mid-Season Awards. Who are... Brrr, drum roll. MVP, top five so far. I've got Kevin Durant, number one. Number two, Steph Curry. He probably would have had it about a week or two ago, but he's shooting so far. As uh, So far this year, I think, has completely fallen off a fucking cliff, which is crazy. The Joker. Yeah, Nikola Jokic. Hello, number three. Number four. Oh, watch out. Jar Morant, bro. Number five, DeMar DeRozan there. That's right, DeMar easily coming in the top five. Jar is like right there in the conversation now. Joker, Steph, KD. Look, Giannis, LeBron, you can throw them around as well. And I wouldn't be that upset. But Jar and DeMar have been fucking incredible. That sounds like another CBS outcome. Jar and DeMar. Jar and DeMar. Anyway, but Kevin Durant, like just what more can he do? And I sort of talked about like, the bloke you can rely on the most, that's exactly what you can do with Kevin. He's just shredding. And he's basically playing as like the fucking center for the Nets at the moment as well. Rookie of the year. So far, I'm going to give this to Evan Mobley. Scotty Barnes at number two. Josh Giddy at number three. Uh, Giddy could make a pretty big run at this as well in the second half as well. Cade Cunningham at four. And Franz Wagner at number five. Uh, most improved player, I've got Darius Garland at number one. DeJunte Murray number two. And another Cav, Jarrett Gothefro-Allen at number three. Defensive Player of the Year, I'm going to give this to Rudiger Bez, this Stafford Tower, because he's awesome. Uh, number two, bit of a bit of an interesting one, Pat Beverly. Look, usually it's kind of like, the weird thing is when it comes to on-off numbers for Pat Bev, like it's crazy how much of a difference he makes for Minnesota. The thing is, it might just be because Minnesota are fucking horrible on defense and they're slightly less horrible when he's on there, but that's how it goes. And uh, in terms of the number three defender of the year, I was kind of like, shit, I don't know. Where where does this one land? And it might be Miles Turner. He's kind of doing a little bit of everything. But, geez, I kind of feel like I want to leave that one open because no one else is really covering themselves in glory uh, with the defensive stats. Uh, Miles Turner is blocking a lot of shots, but the paces still stink. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. What do you reckon? The third defender of the year, probably Draymond. Yeah, I'd have to land on Draymond. Draymond could probably number two. I'll have Pat Bevan number three. Go Bear at number one. Coach of the year, Tyler Jenkins for the Grizzlies. Number two, Monty Williams. And three, Steve Nash. All with pretty crazy jobs. I mean, for Monty Williams to keep Phoenix this focused, along with CP3, after making the finals is massive. Tyler Jenkins has turned Memphis into a fucking juggernaut. And Steve Nash has been without... Kyrie, fucking NBA Kanye, all season. Harden in and out. KD, Mr. Reliable. Everybody else in and out as well. And they're cruising and they just kick the shit out of the bulls. So, good job. All right. What about our back take us for today? It's Thursday at our back, and you know what that means? Oh, yeah, two for one blooming onions. That's right. No prick in Australia knows what the fuck you're talking about when we say this, but it's some sort of deep fried onion. Not an onion ring. It's an onion made to look like a flower. You're right. What the fuck is that, you fat bastards? Only at Outback. And today's Flame Girl take is... The Chicago Bulls very clearly threw that game today. So the Nets don't have any intel on them when they play in the Eastern Conference Finals. Only at Outback. To be honest, I think this is much more of like the Bulls going, Oh yeah, so we don't have anyone who can guard Kevin. Uh, That's a bit fucky. We better fix that. How do we pick up Thad Young back from the Spurs? <laughs> when does Patrick Williams come back? Can we get Caruso healthy? Question mark. Uh, but it's an interesting one. But more importantly, I think the way the Bulls have been playing and the way the Nets have been playing, I can't... Like, the Eastern Conference playoffs will be an absolute bloodbath. It's going to be incredible. Nice. Sixes. The Bucks. Oh, yes. Let's go. All right, quick break. Be back with Australian Player Watch right after this one. This is Shane Hill, and you're listening to NBA Australia.
All right, Australian Player Watch. Patty Thrills, Patty Mills, and that big win against Chicago. As mentioned, 21 points in 22 minutes. Incredible stuff. 7 of 10 from the floor, 6 of 8 from 3, breaking a bit of a uh, shooting slump. You love to see that. Three rebounds, one assist. He was a plus 33 in the game. Awesome. Jingles comes back of the, out of the COVID protocols and decided to limit his own minutes by uh, trying to get into a bit of argy-bargy with Jared Allen and then gets kicked out for arguing. A pretty obvious fucking foul call that the ref missed. But anyway, 13 minutes from Jingles. He went 1 of 5 from the floor and 0 of 4 from 3. Speaking of uh, shooting slumps, Jingles has been on for a bit now. A bit of a worry. Anyway, two points, one rebound. The, uh, the Jingles shooting slump, in terms of uh, players who you expect to come out of it, it's always going to be Jingles. The only problem is, with the uh, trade deadline looming and the Jazz having to do something, it's not a great time to him basically have spent uh, this entire year going one for seven, one for four, one for five. Uh, he's essentially not hit more than one shot since the 28th of December when he had 17 points. It was awesome. But yeah, it's been very hit and miss. And he's not hit a three so far in 2022. He's gone 0 for 13. Come on, Jingles. Let's go. Aussie Matty T in that loss to the Hornets. He played 16 minutes. And this was one of those weird ones where it felt like Matty T, he missed two threes and then Doc's like, fuck, we need to get some offense out there. And uh, so he only played 16 minutes, three rebounds and a block. They probably could have used him a little bit better. Josh Green got out there against the Knicks. He played 11 minutes. Uh, he only had one point, one or two from the free throw line. Missed the second one pretty badly. <laughs> like he was like, oh, fuck. I screwed that one as it was in the air. Uh, two rebounds and a steal in his 11 minutes. So, yeah, zero, uh, zero field goal attempts, though. And rock him, sock him, block him, jock him, Landau. I mentioned this one a bit earlier, and that loss to Houston. Not a great one for uh, our man, Jock. 0 of 5, all of which were from three. I mean, I love that he shoots threes. At some points, though, you have to go, oh, yeah, maybe... Uh, Maybe I should get closer to the bucket and try something else. What do you reckon, fellas? 0 of 5, all from 3. But he did have 4 rebounds, 2 assists, a steal, and a block. But he did also have 3 turnovers. That's a very eventful fucking 16 minutes, Jock. I love it. Trying to fill in an entire goddamn game with all of the emotions, all the ups and all the downs. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Kiwi corner as well. Uh, just quickly check in with... Uh, the big fella, Steven Adams, uh, 2 points, 14 rebounds, 4 assists, and a block in his last game before uh, he went to the COVID protocols last week. So 22 minutes against Detroit. That was the game they won by 40. And, uh, yeah, he hasn't played since. So there you go. All right, Paddy Mills, Game Day Baller, Game Day Twitter check-in. This is actually a Paddy Thrills, Paddy Mills IG check-in because Paddy Thrills was out there. And uh, just a great little uh, IG post of him taking the uh, the Rooks. The young dudes out for coffee. First off, his IG story had uh, the picture of Chicago as you fly into it. It's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful picture, all covered in snow. You can see Soldier Field down there, just Chicago. It's an iconic skyline, beautiful skyline on the edge of the uh, on the edge of the lake. And then, yeah, out there with the young fellas getting coffee. So, Patty Mills, Patty Thrills, a leader. No matter which way you look at it. Right, let's do some game previews, shall we? Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, Inadvertent Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. How's it all going? Oh, yeah, bloody good. Weirdly slept in today. I don't know how that happened. The squid. So he did his sleep training. I don't know if I mentioned this on the show uh, a little while back. And now he doesn't get out of bed until, like, um, you know, unless we sort of turn his light on. He's like, oh, g'day. <laughs> it's funny. But it's also like, shit. How did I get to sleep in? This is awesome. It's because the squid hasn't gotten up. So today we went one, two, three, four of nine on the picks. Uh, missed the three ones that I thought were pretty bang on. Pretty badly. Uh, thought the Bulls would uh, give the Nets a big fight. They did not. Uh, thought the Lakers would take care of Sacramento. They did not. And the Spurs did not get past the Rockets. Either way. Uh, so we are now 348 of six hundred and. Seven. Not a bad not a bad start to the year either way. Uh five games on front. Halfway through the year, can you believe it? Ah, oh, exciting times. We've got five games tomorrow. We've got Golden State at Milliwalkie. What a bloody goddamn awesome game. Golden State at Milliwalkie. The Bucks are two and a half point favorites. It's our Gonkin for the good land. I think it will be the good land for Milwaukee tomorrow. Uh, I think they've just got enough length to throw a Golden State. Golden State with uh Steph trying to figure out Clay. I think it'll be a good, fun game, but I think the Bucks 
just a bit too much size and uh, length for them, and I think the Bucks can win this. So give me the Bucks minus two and a half. Memphis, they host Minnesota. They're four and a half point favorites. The way Memphis are playing at the moment, you'd expect them to kick the crap out of Minnesota. The problem is, without Steven Adams, they've got Triple J to cover Carl Anthony Towns. Their defense has been pretty interesting with Triple J at center, which is what, what you kind of feel like he should be at. But Jar has been tearing it up. You don't feel like anything on Minnesota will sort of slow him down, apart from maybe just throwing the junkyard dog Pat Bev at him. But I'm going to go Memphis minus four and a half. They're too good at the moment. Minnesota, I just don't know if they can keep up. That's a tricky one, though. Minnesota, when the, they could either fucking get blown out or they could make this really close. There's no in between. <laughs> New Orleans Pelicans. They host the Clippers. This is another tricky one. I'm going to go the Pals minus three and a half. The Clippers are just too up and down. I can't trust them at all. You can't trust the Pals either, but I think the Pelicans at home might just have the wood on them. OKC, 10.5-point underdogs in Brooklyn tomorrow. So Brooklyn, having just kicked the absolute shit out of the Bulls, I think OKC make this close because that's what OKC do. No Kyrie. You're going to have Harden and KD on a uh, back-to-back. I'm going to have Giddy going against Patty. Give me OKC to cover this one, plus 10.5. They might not win, but at the same time, I just think they uh, easily cover that. And then finally, Portland, plus 9.5 against Denver. Denver... After that just epic meltdown against the Clippers yesterday, the Blazers, I mean, they're just a little bit sneaky sometimes. Just give me the Blazers plus nine and a half. I think they lose this one by about eight, but nine and a half is probably just a little bit too much for Portland. Uh, especially with Yusuf Nurkic. Hello, hello. These Bulls need better going up against the big Serb. So it should be pretty fun, pretty good. Right, that's it for today. Uh, we'll wrap all that up for you tomorrow. That's what we do here on NBA Australia, isn't it? Yes. Love it. All right. Uh, in the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter and Facebook and the IGs. We're all over the socials. Just a heads up, um, you know, we're back daily at the moment. Uh, it's still all up a little bit in the air with all the cocoa and shit in Melbourne. Uh, you do get the feeling that uh, daycares, etc., might be a bit under the pump. So we might not be bang on daily for the next couple of weeks, just depending on the daycare situation. But I'll, t- I'll let you all know what's going on there. Either way, check out NFL Australia with myself and Gaz chopping it up each week. It's the playoffs this week. Gaz and I go through that pretty hardcore. It's a great show. I really enjoyed that one this week. Adam with World Wrestling Australia. It's back on YouTube. Go check out that. Uh, watch Adam. He always chops it up. He crushes it. Check him a follow, FWCIE, on Twitter as well for all of his stuff. NBAAustralia.com slash shop. Get your merch. Get your merch. Chuck us a rating and review on your podcast app. Manscaped.com. Use the code Australia and get 20% of free shipping there. TheDailyLiquor.com. Use the code Australia and get a free sixer on your mate Jimmy. And Knowable. Download the Knowable app from your app store. Bang in the code Australia. Get 20% off and get smarter by being smarter and saving some money. Big thanks go to from Oslo for the intro and outro song. Check out their new band House Hats. Uh, also, big thanks go to Joshua De Laurentiis, Fascinator, Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa, Sex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozers for the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Faces, Apple Music, Spotify, however you uh, listen to your tunes. NBA Australia supports Australian bands, and so should you. All right, we'll close out today's show with, as promised yesterday, and brand new diary of Stephen Adams, and we will catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? Stay safe, stay cool, and laters and... Uh... Oh, kia ora, Bruce. How's it going, eh? Just Stephen Adams here, bro. Popping by to write in my diary, bro. So here goes, eh? Oh, dear diary. That's me, bro. Stephen Adams, eh? Oh, but you knew that, bro, because you're my diary, eh? And you know all my deep, dark secrets, bro. Like how I think I've maybe had the COVID, bro. But uh, no one here in Memphis is sure. Because I've literally felt fine the entire time. And I thought that my entire medicine was essentially hungies. So I've been out here cooking like auntie COVID hungies, bro, and I feel like it's work because I feel fine, bro, but yeah, anyway, don't tell anybody because I haven't really been isolating, eh, but to be honest, I kind of have because I don't do too much, eh, bro, but uh, yeah, bro, it's been an interesting few weeks, eh, we have been playing really well, but best friend Little Jar, he's been playing awesome, bro, they think he's now the MVP, eh, and he's trying to fight some cuds out there, which is really funny as, uh, but yeah, I mean, I've also been made to chuck a sickie, so they reckon I've got that COVID, but I feel fine, so... Now I'm being told by the doc that I don't have a... I have a non-COVID illness, eh? But I'll tell you what, bro. I feel great. Like, I think I'm all right. 
but I'm not allowed to go to work, eh, Sue? I think my mother's hungies might be screwing up their medical equipment, eh, Brew, Sue? Like, because I guess that when you're crapping out about, like, 9 to 10 kilos, Brew, of hungy per week like I do, like, I might throw off modern medicine a little bit, eh? That and all the sarsaparilla that I drink? I don't know, Brew. So, hopefully I'll be back soon, eh? Uh, but in the meantime, I'm going to keep bunging, uh, bunging, that's right, uh, bunging all this great British bake-off brew while perfecting my own pivlova recipe. So, maybe one day I can show Paul Hollywood brew what I'm made of, eh? Which would be sweet as. You're all pill, Stephen Adams out there, just baking away, hanging out, showing how to bake a cake and a fire and a hole in the ground and stuff, brew. Oh, man, that'd be sweet as, eh? So, yeah, hopefully I won't be getting too bored, brew, and hopefully I'll be back soon, brew. So, yeah. Prayers up for your friend Stephen E. Alright, that's it for this week, bro. So till next week, cheer, cheer, love, Stephen Adams E.